Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Service Monster Podcast. My name is Joe Kowalski, and I am your host today. We're going to touch on some smug posts, some updates in Service Monster 6 and the mobile app. Uh, touch on an Entree Joe post that the gang has pulled out that we think we should talk about. But before we do all that, Michael, what are we talking about today? Hey, well, we're going to uh, talk about this 30-day business challenge, which is something new. Um, we're kind of in the early stages of developing it, but um, yeah, it's a super exciting kind of a, a business mindset perception kind of shifting uh, thing that we're going to start here soon. Um, yeah, if we can start with the first day, if you want, Joe, you can kind of, this is kind of your brainchild. So if you want to kind of give the, the 30,000 foot view of it, and then we can jump right in. Yeah, you know, we're known for creating tons of content and a lot of my stuff is kind of the philosophical, you know, like you said, that mindset, mm -hmm. um, philosophy, point of view, ditching confirmation bias, you know, self-checking, self-reflection. Um, that's intangible to a lot of people. And and with Stay-at-home owners being kind of volatile right now across the nation. Some people are opening up. Some people are tightening down. You know, it's kind of depending on where you're at. Still, people have a lot of time on their hands. And what I wanted to accomplish is creating a program that would produce daily output. So maybe going to the opposite end this time. It's not the philosophical, but it's actually physical work. Joe, okay, yeah, I get it. Tell me what to do. Right. And so um, that's kind of where I think we're coming from here. So maybe 30 days of tasks that you'll need to accomplish. Um, there'll be a couple of books in there that, that we'll suggest you read that we may touch on throughout the program. Um, we'll talk about some philosophical things, but then only in relation to output, creating something like you'll have to get your hands dirty, maybe creating a system or a subsystem um, that you can then create you know, SOPs or um, projects, managed projects, things like that. So we can touch on maybe the first five days here in the podcast to introduce the program. Um, obviously, you know, we're going to encourage you to do the program itself. We're going to create a corresponding Facebook group with it. Um, the whole program's free, uh, zero cost at all. Um, and uh, against the, the, suggestion of michael i'm not even going to ask for your email address yet uh maybe down the road but you know i really want this at least this first business challenge to be clean and open and as long as you're open and committed to um really giving it a try even if you're looking at it and saying i already did that i already read that we may have some alternatives for you um at the same time holding you accountable to committing these tasks is going to be important so we may be selective about the people who are in the group especially if people start acting a fool. I'm just I'm not even going to mess with it. I might be more hard-nosed there than I am on smug, if you can believe it. So um, just because I, this is a very pointed thing, right? I want to agree. And, and look, at, I see this kind of like a vestige thing. If only eight people go through this exercise and participate in the group, then I'll be satisfied because executive groups like this, you know, that's usually all they can handle anyways. So if more people than that come in, you know, awesome. But those eight people are going to have a ridiculous value though. At the end of the course, um, they they will have changed. They'll have changed. And 
it's likely that their business will have changed as a result. So that's kind of what I'm focused on and how I want to put this together. So let's touch on the kind of the first five. They introduced the kind of the subcategories I've created. Um, the first one, kind of the, the category itself being what I call Tao. It's not my word. <laughs> um, uh, it's a it's a Chinese word, uh, Mandarin. Um, it's, you know, I just read the actual definition. Let's do that. <clears throat> dun, 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 dun. The definition of Tao, a Chinese philosophy, uh, that's the reference, an absolute principle underlying the universe, combining within itself the principles of yin and yang and signifying the way or the code of behavior that is in harmony with the natural order. Um, so it's not just a mindset, but it's kind of the soul of your business if I was to shape it maybe a little better, good, bad, and different, right? And so um, we're going to go through exercises every week that are kind of based off that Tao. Uh, the next one will be study. So things that you'll have to research, you'll look into, you'll go read. Um, again, we're going to be suggesting a couple books, maybe some alternatives if you've read those already. Um, manage. So project management, systems management, document creation, thinking about, you know, things in terms of process and flow. And, and again, we're going to give you tangible things, documents that may ask you questions, kind of challenge some things, um, ask you to put in data, that kind of stuff. So that's procedure and then data. And so I think what we'll do is we'll be building on a spreadsheet recreate for you that you'll move data into from your company so that you can look at things and then we can use that data to help you make decisions about how to process things or what programs you can create and so forth. So um, yesterday we defined all 30 steps. We're not going to go through those all here, but I do want to touch on the first five. So Michael, you want to dive into number one? So I don't just suck the oxygen out of the room. Yeah. Well, the only thing I have is the title of it. Um, but the first one <laughs> is defining your business. So, what what is your goal with that then, Joe? For the people, uh, is this going to be how we do this? You're just going to ditch them all back to me, so you can read them. Couple of these, I can I, I can definitely stop. Adam can we, should, we can just yeah. we can do, yeah. We'll 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 talk off of it, but maybe you just give like a brief overview of kind of what what that topic that means envisioned, to you, yeah. kind of what you're thinking, yeah. So my first my first exactly go to, sure, my first go to is Simon Siddick you know, um, start with why. So that whole philosophy of defining your, you know, core of your business, why do you exist? Not just to make money, but, um, you know, what is your purpose? What are you, what problem are you trying to solve for your clients? Um, something, a banner that you can get behind, you know, your mission statements, what we used to call it. Um, but I think it's been more clearly defined now, at millennials, especially um, Gen Xers, too, we want to be driven by a purpose greater than sitting in a cube. Um, so, just doing a form of function, pushing a button, isn't good enough. It's just not, especially now. Like, because if pushing button was good enough, I can leave the button, go find another damn button. 
But now if I want to have loyalty within the company, I have had to establish that well before Corona hit, right? So that when this is going on, they're like, you know, this is more than a button. This is a family. So how do we make this work together? How do we still talk and converse and communicate? And so all of that, defining your business in that manner allows people to get behind that and and kind of know it's not, I'm not just pushing a button. For instance, we are helping other business owners put food on their table. That's pretty cool. We're helping them grow businesses to employ more people to put food on their table. Well, that's pretty cool. We're helping make it a more efficient and better and give the end user, the client getting the cleaning, the, a greater experience. Well, that's cool. So it's like love all around, baby. Like that's because that's what we're about, right? It's making things easier and building process. So that's kind of what I mean by defining your business. Yeah. That sounds great. I think that really ties in well too with, um, you know, we've, we've been focusing so much on value content and on, um, everyone has been, you know, you know, we're not the only ones, multiple other companies that we integrate with other software companies, even our competitors, everyone's focused on providing value during this time. Um, I think, you know, regardless of whether a business is busy right now or not, um, some are very busy still, some are barely hanging on. Um, what, what better time than kind of the, this crisis to really like, yeah, define your business to be like, okay, why am I doing this? What's, what's the driving purpose? Yeah. Kind of just, you know, refresh yourself, refresh your perspective. Um, you know, I think especially for business owners, it seems like I'm not a business owner, but I I talked to a lot of them and I see, you know, they're very proud of what they've, what they've grown and what they've, um, what they've built. And sometimes it's probably good. Just take a step back and be like, okay, even if you've built something great, it can be better can always improve and doing something like this, you know, starting with defining your business and then kind of drilling down into all these different topics that we're going to cover in the 30, 30 day business challenge, I think really can help kind of resituate a business, even if they are doing well. And for businesses who aren't doing as well, it's a great chance to grow hopefully. So yeah. And yeah. again, reinvent yourself. The reset yeah. button got hit for a lot of people in the same yep. general category. And so now is your opportunity to come out of this stronger if that's what you yep. want to do. Yeah. And I think too, um, a lot of times, especially for a lot of the, a lot of these guys that we help probably just kind of, you know, started, you know, with the, uh, bucket and a squeegee or just, you know, they went and got a, a accidental business man. Yeah. Right. Accidental uh, business owner. That's me. Yeah. I mean, a lot of them you know, might've had a plan or something like that, but the point I'm making, I guess, is more of sometimes you just get so caught in that. Okay. So for this week, my goal was to just get some clients. I started doing that, you know, six months in, I had, you know, a bunch of, of actual recurring you know, clientele work with that. And every day you're just busier and busier and you're focused on, on the day to day. And sometimes you do actually just kind of need to have that moment of, I need to actually analyze what I'm doing because I, I have, three trucks going on, you know, the, the money's coming in, but I really don't have the plan in place of where I want this to go. And that's great that you kind of were succeeding. Um, but I always like kind of just that self-analysis anyways, because it could have just been, what's my goal? Well, my goal is just to make money, you know, for my family. And, you know, there's really more to it when, when there's so many stakeholders involved with owning a business. So. It's the first thing that you're going to be forced to do when you join an executive group of any kind anyways, um, good, bad, or best, uh, whether or not you're crushing it and want help doing that or you're hurting and need help 
to win. Um, they're going to make you document stuff and write stuff down and figure stuff out and ask you questions. And so that's kind of how we're setting up day one, which will help kind of lay the foundation and get your head straight for the rest of the exercises. So what do we got for day two? Day two is uh, the focus is study and it's going to be reading the e-myth. Um, Joe, you mentioned that if, you know, someone participating in this challenge has already read the e-myth, there will be alternative books that will provide similar value yep. to read. You know, I want to make sure if anyone's doing this, that they're not just, you know, rehashing something they've already done and we want it to be fresh and, and interesting and, and engaging for them. But yeah, um, I think with, with the e-myth, your goal correct is to kind of have them read it over like maybe half of the challenge and then start bringing in some principles from it throughout the kind yeah, of I want to give them, I'm going to give them kind of two weeks. I will sprinkle throughout the course a little, you don't need to have read it to, to understand the lesson or the task, uh, but it certainly helps. And, and I guess I tried to create it in a way where it didn't matter. So if you got it ahead of time and then you saw the task and you went, Oh, I know this. Or if you did the task and then you read it later and you go, oh, I recognize this. Like either direction I think is going to be beneficial. But yeah, we only do in the 30-day challenge, we only give you two books. And, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of audio, so feel free to do them on Audible. Um, and, and we'll kind of talk about that. We'll point it out. We'll give links. And I will come up with another one on the e-myth. I'm thinking maybe the pumpkin plan. But anyway, I'll, I'll kind of go from there. So you've mentioned e-myth a couple of times. Um, yeah. What is it? What, why don't you just give Good like question. a quick synopsis, kind of like why you feel like this is this is such an important value? Thank you, Adam. That's a great question. Uh, its core is establishing the knowledge of the three roles in business a business owner plays. And he identifies these roles as the technician, the manager, and the entrepreneur. Uh, you can put whatever label you want on them. But the idea is the technician is the one fervently doing the work, right? Uh, so in my example, this would be coding. I'm just coding away, right? I'm writing web pages. I'm writing the app. I'm just coding, 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 answering the phone, making the sales. So this is when it was just Eric and David and I. If you're a single owner operator, carpet cleaner, this is when you're, you know, you're full time, but you're just pushing the wand. Right. Answering the phone, scheduling the jobs, going and pushing the one and collecting the payment. So single owner operator, not too much trouble with marketing. This is back in the 70s, 80s and in, in mid early 90s when yellow pages were still like really prevalent. So if you had a decent van and a yellow page budget, then you could pretty much keep a business afloat. Um, and you, you had more than three teeth and you didn't smell and you, all the basics that many service providers fail fail at the the uh what do i call it i have a little rap for it oh the service providers motto um <laughs> anyway so uh so he breaks down these three mentalities the next one is manager manager of course is you know managing the people doing the work and that's good like you've kind of moved to that next level you've still got your hands in the game you're still making decisions and calls um, and the business can't run without you. It just can't. So you're in the thick of it and it requires your, your counsel and your, uh, existence. The entrepreneur is the mindset that says you've created a business that can successfully run without you. Uh, perhaps you've modeled it so well that it can be replicated, although that's not a requirement. 
they do use the example of a franchise building a business to be a franchise, but only under the context of don't care if you create a franchise. It's the mindset that you need to be in in order to progress it forward. And then, of course, that entrepreneur ability to say, okay, well, if you can achieve that and then you still can be a technician once in a while, a manager once in a while, and then absent once in a while, that's kind of nirvana for most people. And that's what I've been trying to achieve for the last three or four years too, right? So um, that's the path. And I like the setup and the way they go through it and the way they focus on process uh, and, and really understanding that you're on a journey from technician to manager to entrepreneur and this is like the hero's journey right from the pre-warrior to the warrior to the king which is you know an interesting analogy all in of its own but um that's kind of why i like the e-myth here because it just sets that up to say okay maybe i'm too much tech too much manager not enough entrepreneur right now so maybe these next 30 days and the tasks that joe and his team are presenting can lead me on that journey that's great. Yeah, that's going to be super beneficial, I think, for anyone who hasn't read it. Um, yeah, the the so the third um, weekly topic that we're going to be bringing up is manage. Um, the first week will be create a project tracking system. So these are more practical day to day business managing um, tasks that we'll be giving you guys. Um, so for creating a project tracking system, what were you uh, thinking for that? Joe, is that uh, using Trello? Is that what we're talking mm-hmm. about? Okay. I'm going to go to Adam's favorite, uh, you know, yeah. kind of freewheeling scratch pad project management, right? You can get crazy with the project management system and people sometimes will analysis paralysis themselves. All you need is like post-it notes on the wall. And so Trello did that and made it digital. And then they gave a little bit more because <laughs> their users were. Yeah, the way that I kind of explain Trello is exactly that. Imagine if you had post-it notes that you had easily defined just, you know, columns when you reach a certain step, and then you add automation to it and, and, you know, team collaboration and and things like that. But the important thing isn't necessarily to use Trello. We're going to have that as an example for you guys so that you can, you know, utilize that, see how it's set up. Um, see if anything of that is beneficial. We'll lean, re- lean on it a little bit because I, I do want to give them that project template in Trello right. if we can pull it off that gives them the 30-day business challenge as a project. I guess the point I'm making is um, you guys absolutely like utilize this that we'll have set up. Um, but if you find something, maybe you already use something like monday.com, maybe you use Asana, maybe you literally just use Microsoft's to-do list and you just kind of categorize that over the span of a week. Um, the point, like what Joe said, is sometimes you can overanalyze, you can try to you know, pretty it up too much. You can try to like, well, if I have this automation doing this and it'll save me here, like at the start, it's really just, you know, are you accomplishing the tasks you want to accomplish in the timeline that you expected? And if not, are you, are you actively seeking to solve those problems? You know, if someone else needs to get involved, are you able to easily track that and get their input on that? You know, is something blocked? Do I, is this just, uh, the project took longer than we anticipated. Okay, what can we do better next time, you know, to make sure that we're tracking that correctly? And at the end of the day, you're checking things off. And that, at, that, that to me is just a psychological thing. Like, I, I'm a big just being able to view something but when you're able to just like check and it's there even the smallest thing sometimes is just like oh 
thank you. It's done. Um, and get some of that off your plate. So it's just a really easy way to keep track of all of that because a lot of you guys probably have a lot going on. I mean, I've definitely in the, the recent weeks just trying to get it that I've moved into this kind of new role, just trying to get everything, you know, laid out so that I'm not constantly flying around the seat of my pants. So um, that's not how you operate. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> well-timed execution (laughs) (laughs) no that's good that's good that's definitely uh that's definitely your day three what's your day four michael day four is procedure um this is going to be developing an sop system for the first week um this is more internal business focus things you can do to um, strengthen like your business as a whole or like kind of the back end how you run how your operations are conducted with um your employees so here developing an sop system um, I honestly have no idea what you have in mind for how that's going to look, but it sounds great because we all know that, um, you know, we've seen a service monster SOPs having it documented how to do certain things is so crucial. Um, especially when you have new employees, it makes training them way easier. So, yeah. And if we can help you get a system set up and established, and I think we'll give them two options here. Uh, the first is going to be file system based, so they can do it on Google drive. <clears throat> So that'll be some naming conventions and some suggestions for search capabilities and that kind of thing. Um, And then the second method that we can touch on, at least point them in the journey, is maybe the WordPress with some plugins, um, very much like what we do, uh, because that's how we use it as well. So we might as well show them how we did ours. Uh, It's a little more complicated uh, than, you know, a Google, a shared Google Drive, but it's going to be more secure. Um, you're going to be able to control it a little better in the different levels. It's going to be better indexed, which means for greater searching capability. Um, and um, I don't know, it's just it's just a more systems system, right? So if that's kind of what you're looking to do, if you just need a place to put your documents because you only have a handful of them, Google Drive is going to be fine. So we're going to give them both methods and let them set up which one they prefer. Yeah, I'll look into some other options besides WordPress too, just because I mean, <laughs> WordPress is great, but there's also other. And when we've, other we've really moved hard yeah. to move away from WordPress yeah. the last year or so, I which a, I love hate relationship I'm all with about them. that train. I love it. So, yeah, yeah we don't want to be pushing it, but the, it is the biggest yeah. platform with the most plugins yeah. to make it the yeah. easiest to get an SOP system up. Yeah, totally. Yeah, we'll have plenty cool. of options there. <clears throat> uh, Fifth one is data. Create a spreadsheet. Um, you put here expenses versus income by month, last 24 months. Um, so this is just, I mean, business data. Like we, we always talk about data, how important it is to have actionable data on your business to know how you're doing, to know what where you can grow, what's working great, you know. Um, so much importance on data that we we you know say all the time. Um so yeah, I think for this, I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory. It's going to be creating spreadsheets. Um, yeah, we'll have a handful of spreadsheets through the org, through the through the um, course, um, and it'll probably be one sheet, you know, spreadsheet with one workbook with many sheets, <clears throat> and we'll do a template for you so you can plug stuff in. We're probably going to have you break down your expenses into some categories, um, so that we can then give you vision on things like cost of goods sold and margins 
so we can touch on things like um what your buyer um hold on <clears throat> we can focus on other things too like what your um buyer process looks like what are they buying and what seasons kind of your seasonal flow and effort um that will then help in other decisions with other tasks we do down the road. So it's, it'll be a cumulative building process on this, uh, basically the spreadsheet that we give you. Cool. Sounds awesome. That's the first five days. Kind of just broad overview. Did you have I something think, you want to say, Adam? You look like before, you do you think I want to overwhelm them? Do you think that's like too much brain overload? I'm going to do this for 30 days. So... I was just going to say, first, most importantly there, um, it's clearly pronounced data. Um, so <laughs> the more that you said data, I was just, just killing me inside. I'm, I'm totally joking, of course. Uh, I'm the comedy relief, I guess. But you you said, Michael, that uh, you know it's pretty self-explanatory. Uh, you, yeah, you clearly are. The, the funny thing about data is it seems self-explanatory. It seems simple, especially if you're very analytical type person um you know i've been using excel forever or google sheets you know i probably spend too much time with with my budget things like that um oh wait but, wait time out time out i want to tell this story this is an oh. story. <laughs> All right. oh yeah <laughs> i know what he's gonna say <laughs> so oh and this might turn you red let's see if we can get him to match the beard well i'll just kind of dip out into the shadow here yeah Can't tell. Um, so, um, I don't know where Adam was in his journey, but he was delivering pizzas when we found him. But my favorite part and the reason, one of the number one reasons why I hired him, he had a spreadsheet of his routes. <laughs> he knew where he was going, how much time it took him, how, I mean, it was ridiculous. And I'm like, yes, yes, Adam needs to come work for us. And so, uh. Yeah, you know a little bit about spreadsheets. <laughs> yeah, no, I delivered pizza all all through college, um, and I uh, part of for me, I just wanted to make sure I was getting paid correctly. But uh, yeah, just knowing what the routes were, like I I, I probably took delivery driving to a whole other level. But uh, the point I guess I'm making is that that's not how everyone operates, and that's totally okay. Um, and no, it's not. <laughs> we're gonna fix them. <laughs> We're going to fix them. That's what this whole course yeah. is about. Yeah, that's that's my point is if you come into this and you feel like it's more of, uh, uh, hey, that's not so simple. We're going to lay it out for you. We're going to show you why it is the way that it is. And that's the whole point. So but I'm going to break some brains. Like yeah. I'm not going to I'm not going to hold back right hooks here. You're going to take this course and you may. You know, you may be an hour and a half in on a task and be like, I'm done. You know what? I'm done. I'm not doing that one. And okay, that's fine. You gave it a good shot. Good. Awesome. What did you get out of it? To give up like before you even get started though, I'm not going to, I won't be happy with you on that. Uh, again, this is an effort that you'll need to put forth some effort on, but it is transformational and free. And so if, if I put it behind a paywall, I guarantee you guys will do it. You know what I mean? The, the eight people who sign up will totally do it because they got skin in the game. I'm giving this away for free, knowing that people are going to be like, yeah, I'm totally going to do this. And they'll listen to all 30 days and they won't do jack crap because they got no skin in the game. 
And so I still don't want to put it behind a paywall though, especially at, at this point in time. And it's not what we do. We don't do like training pyramids or schemes or pro this is, we have this knowledge. We've seen business owners go through this so many times. We know kind of where we can poke and nudge and the pain points that we can uncover to kind of look another way and maybe overcome some obstacles or stuff down the road. Um, that's why we're putting this together. So I hope you guys would join us on the journey, take it seriously and, uh, do the best you can. Cause I, you know, I get it. It's going to be, it is going to be a course. Absolutely. Yep. I'll be, uh, you know, posting stuff about it. So I mean, by time, I don't know, we don't have a a set kind of launch date yet. Um, no, it's going to take a minute. Yeah. yeah, It's going to take a while, but we'll, we'll be, we'll be, uh, very, you know, open about it. Once it's out, we're going to be pushing it and be letting you guys know. So, uh, be on, be on the lookout for that coming up here sometime yep. soon in the future. Don't know. Get started too. Uh, the two books that we're going to, um, and I'm not sure about the alternatives yet, but actually I might be, sh- I might be becoming sure as this conversation goes on. So I'll give them to you now, at least is how it stands. So I'm going to suggest the e-myth and I'm going to suggest the thank you economy. So you guys can jump on that now if you want to while we're developing the content. We want to develop the spreadsheet and the documents that we're going to need, the deliverables and the handouts. We want to do that for all 30 days before we get started cranking out the other stuff, which is the, you know, the kind of the talking head content that goes with it to help push it through. But, you know, Michael and I and Adam and Justin can kind of do that part in our sleep live. So that's not the hard parts, the deliverables, like go download this document and then talk around that. So once we have that, we'll push it out. The alternatives, uh, the e-myth, I'm probably looking at the pumpkin plan. Um, And for the thank you economy, as much as I'm not a fan of Grant Cardone, uh, 10X book that he wrote was really good. Uh, It was a really good sales book and activity book. So, So that will probably be the backup to the thank you economy. So if you've uh, not read any of those four books, one of, you know, missing one of those four, whatever, get the set, right? Complete the set. You can do that while you're waiting on us and that'll put your mind right and then give you a couple days uh, off of the challenge so you can focus on the harder tasks like cranking those numbers, doing the research, doing uh, doing the thought experiment. So, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, me yeah. too. This is going to be really cool. All right. Well, that's that. Adam, you want to jump into the other stuff we're talking about? Hand in the baton. Yeah. No, that was a, the smooth handoff, man. I got to, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I feel like you just ran right up in. I feel like we, yeah, but the you other, know. The other stuff really <laughs> clear and descriptive <laughs> in my language there. Uh, it's always good to have a little bit of laughter in here. So, yeah. Yeah. So there are a couple of releases. Um, on the desktop front, we've really just kind of been striving to have um, kind of a smaller release roughly every week, you know, 10 days or so. So you guys have probably been noticing that. We have all of these release notes, by the way, currently on the blog. It'll be on the new help site once that is launched. Um, but for now, the, everything since 6.5 has been um, released, all these little kind of little releases. There's a follow-up are all on that blog, which we'll list here on the the video. But Roughly once a week, so little kind of bug fixes, um, some small feature polish, just a couple of things we've been pushing out just every week. Um, 
the mobile front, we also have a release that's coming out. It's currently in the uh, approval stage. And because of the coronavirus, they've actually, normally it's like a 24 to 48 hour kind of uh, timeline for approval. Right now, Google's like pretty hard on the fact that it's going to take probably longer than seven days. So we're a few days into that at this point. That's interesting. But by the time that uh, this podcast comes out, it's probably going to be right around the release date. It's uh, focused on three main things. Um, we added order activities. So a lot of you guys use the order activities, kind of just a, a living document that works through the various appointments. You know, if you're picking something up, if you're dropping something off, if you're doing one stage of whatever, it just lives through the order. And so we added that in so it's easy for you guys to use, even at the technician level, um, with some restrictions. We also added in this new security role that's just called Technician Plus. And it's really just to help bridge the gap between the old technician app and the new mobile app because some things were added to the previous technician app that were really just to help um, a few owner operators utilize it which really wasn't the design purpose for the app overall and so some some uh some rules and things like that were just added to the technician role which weren't really intended so we're giving you kind of a bridge where it's basically the, the technician security role with just a couple extra things they can view the account history um, and they can edit uh, site um, information and things like that. If they have the wrong site, they need to you know, add a new site, things like that. We also improved the edit notes capability. So um, it's easier to make sure that you're not accidentally making a change. It's very clear that when you're editing and when you're not editing and so on. So that'll be out roughly when this podcast comes out. I, I, while we're on the topic of mobile, I just want to touch on it because so many people have sent me hate mail for the sort order of the images for the image upload process. Yes. Uh, and we are aware of it and it will be fixed in a, in a very upcoming release. And the reason why it's not in this next one is because of the complicated nature, if you can believe it, it's just not a sort in the other way because the library that we were using was attached to a specific framework within the technology that we were using. And the fix for it, which comes from the control, requires us to upgrade a major version of our framework. And that is a very daunting and difficult and tedious task, of which Ethan has been working on for the last three days. Um, and he has made massive progress which would suggest he's nearing the end of the list based off the known list. The problem, though, comes into the unknowns. And so he's still clearing errors during build. And you don't know what's behind that next error. It could be another and another and another and another. And I've been on these types of projects and three days turns into two weeks overnight. And you want to flip the freaking computer across the room because you don't know when it's going to end. Uh, there's no, you know, there's no way for you to determine that. So we both believe he'll be done by mid next week, which means then he can push the one freaking code line that says sort it in the other way. And then you guys get proper image sorting and never have to deal with this bullshit again. Plus we'll be on the newer version of react, which would be nicer too. So 
So, uh, so I, I just want to touch on that just because I know so many people are like unhappy that we, <laughs> we have that sorting bug. Yeah. And it's especially, I mean, I know some people have like 10,000 photos. And so if they have to sort through 10,000, their thumb probably falls off by the time they get to the end of the list. So, well, and can you, you know, and I don't know, I would be playing around with it. Like, can you create a subfolder? Can you default it to a certain folder? You can. You can't default it, but I think you can. You can, you can upload it to it, different folders. Yeah, yeah, it's still a pain, but yeah. Yep. Anyway, so so that is coming along with the React Native upgrade, which then supports a handful of other things and clears the runway and path for us to then do some new cool stuff that we've got scheduled that we'll talk about in, in future shows. We also have a another release that's upcoming, but I I think I'm going to save until next podcast just so that we're a little more sure on the, on the timeline there. So, a little teaser um, for the for the next kind of major release of six point five. Six point five, yeah. So you're talking six five one. Six five one. Dun, dun, dun. Oh man, myself. I'm <laughs> so just. To t- I'm not going to talk about it, but I'll talk about the context as an owner. So that I have a major problem working from home. Um, and it's the opposite of what most people have set at like 11 o'clock. If I get in a little idea, I can make a pot of coffee and then find myself at three in the morning real quick. <laughs> just sit down and start working. It's just so easy. Um, now that I have like, I can do a hundred percent of everything I need to do. Most of that stuff is on the phone now, as far as like management and execution and meetings. And that's pretty cool. But having the development environment. So yeah, there's some cool stuff I've been cranking on at night that I can't wait to give you guys. And the Adam is doing a great job managing the development team and keeping them on point. I'm moving forward. So we're going to be introducing um, three kind of, anyway, three amazing new features or reworks of existing things. Um, It's small, but, big small but big small but big this is That's definitely right. the uh the teaser trailer before the the major trailer drops on super bowl sunday or something that's right yep. so with that um we'll kind of jump into the entree joe post um i'm gonna use this one michael gave me a couple of options um because you know options are nice but uh, because we're talking about this the 30-day plan i figure this one actually works pretty well so here's the quote. So now that you've had time to work on your business, I'm sure that you have your systems in place and have developed an amazing lead capture and sales pipeline. Am I right? These reopenings might catch you off guard. Vacation time is over. Get back to work before you get back to work. Yep. So what's kind of the thought process there, Joe? <laughs> that nobody's working on what's going to... Here's where it came from. I'm like looking through things and I've been paying attention to the numbers and, and look under the backdrop that we've had, you know, we lost more souls yesterday in a single day for the first time. It was the greatest number that anybody has lost since this virus started. So not a great, you know, medal to win there United States. It's not a, that's not a contest we want to really be on top of. I will say that's the backdrop. Okay, fine. I will say that over the last two weeks, the number of increasing new cases has flatlined. So we're looking around 30,000 new cases a day as static. So that exponential growth has seemed to stop. Our distancing measures seem to be working. 
Um, of course, we got to wait for seven to 14 days to really see the full effects. So, you know, hopefully the death uh, rate will be falling as we move forward. But I was suddenly faced with, are we on the other side? We don't know. Nobody knows. And there's some people actually reopening. So they're going to be opening up businesses here. And I think that that's what's going to happen. It's going to be a slow opening. Like, okay, let's deem more business essential. Okay, let's put more people back to work, but maybe not in some higher risk area. You know what I'm saying? So it'll be this ever slowly increasing um, ability to work and move around and, and get jobs. And I just suddenly realized, shit, that six weeks happened really fast. I mean, like, and it might as well have been three years, right? As far as like how, what our brains are are doing through this whole process. And if it's, if we're, let's say we're at peak and that we're looking at six more weeks before the new normal or more new normal is closer to being established. That's not a lot of time to get your shit together and take advantage of the situation. Like you could have been potato chipping and couching it, Netflixing it. And now half that time is gone. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember the feeling, uh, you know, my kids go to, we do homeschool. So it's school all year round. Like they don't get a break, but I remember <laughs> being a product of public school, like that you, the day you suddenly realize your vacation's half over your summer vacation's half over. You're like, Oh shit. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> And so I, I had that feeling in the pit of my stomach for business owners like, oh, crap, half of it's gone. The opportunity here that could be had is being wasted on Facebook arguments. <laughs> Let's go focus on our business for a minute and, uh, and, and you know, clean things up. So, of course, it was the jab. I know you guys have been working on stuff knowing that nobody's working on stuff and then saying, hey, it's time to get back to work. Um, before the phone ringing and you start pushing the wand, take advantage of these next few weeks, few months, whatever it turns out to be. Um, but man, don't, don't waste it. Don't waste it. There are so many silver linings happening right now. Yeah, it's not a good situation. Yeah, 26 million are out of work. Yeah, 50,000 people now in the United States are gone. Yes, all that's horrific. But there's a shitload of stuff that's kind of cool. And you can be looking at that, those and you can be looking at, at taking advantage of those opportunities, especially the time I've got so much done around my house. It's ridiculous. Like I'm putting in more hours at work by far because I'm not commuting and I'm not shopping and I'm not, you know, I'm not leaving the house except on maybe a, a one trip a weekend to go get necessities for the homestead. Um, but that alone, I've got my barn is organized. I know where everything is. If I need a, uh, a, uh, you know, a two inch PVC pipe that's four inches long. I know the drawer that it's in, in the barn. <laughs> that's stupid. I like, so, and I can't shut it off. So I'm, you know, I'm just working, working, working. So maybe I'm a bad example, but you have time now to work on your business. That's the hashtag we keep pushing. Those are the, the, the lessons Michael keeps dropping is all that, you know, let's get to work. Let's get to work. Don't just slough this opportunity off. This isn't time to play video games all day long. Brandon Vaughn actually had a post on this just today. Do you think he'd mind if I yesterday? No, no, not at all. Uh -uh. I yeah. just hit him up a messenger too. 
So yeah, it was yesterday, right? Wasn't it? Um, are you th- surviving or thriving? Yeah, and he's really just talking about the same thing. It doesn't necessarily mean thriving doesn't necessarily mean that everything's great. You know, it could still be, you know, major issues as far as you know layoffs or you know furloughed employees or or whatever you might be going through. Because obviously, you know, things are a little bit scary out there. But what he means by thriving is, are you actively finding things to improve your business? Are you working on yourself? Are you making sure that you're still going through the motions to make yourself, you know, a productive human being? Um, do you have a positive outlook on it? You know, all these things that tie into exactly what you're talking about. Like just take this time that you probably won't get um, again in the near future to make some of those improvements. Yeah. And, and I may take this opportunity to be a little bit selfish, give an example of a different owner's, um, perspective here, and then also maybe put some confidence in clients at ease a little bit. Um, service monster coming out of this will never have been stronger. The team that we have now cultivated is ridiculous. We had to lose some good people in order to make it to the next level. And the people we kept weren't, wasn't an accident. Um, you know, and, and for, and we still love you for the people that we lost. I'm just saying that this refinement process, uh, and now being able to do more with less because our technology has forced us into a position that I was dragging my feet on and it's given all of us a lot more freedom. Like, do I care if someone goes and works with their, you know, chickens for two hours in the middle of the day? Like, it depends. Are, were they supposed to be on the phones then weren't? Then we have a problem. If they were just working on projects, then I don't give a shit. Like go work it. Maybe somebody works better at eight o'clock. I, you know, I don't care. So it's, it's made us tighter as a group, even though we can't like be near, not like that we were a big huggy company or anything, but we can't, you know, be near each other anymore. <laughs> I'm always going to make some bad jokes, but I, I probably should. <laughs> um, you know, and it's and it's just we're leaner, and so, uh, and I'm I'm amazed that our client retention is hasn't really gone crazy. I mean, certainly there have been some companies have gone out of business, and you know we try to help and work with those guys, but it isn't any crazier than what we'd see in a you know a seasonal swing. Um, I'm amazed by that. And there's sales, sales still happening. We've had a handful of sales in the last two days and our amount of touchless sales continues to rise. Our cost per lead <laughs> went from roughly $45 per qualified lead to $13 per qualified lead. <laughs> now there's multiple steps there. I'm doing the extremes. It's actually not extreme. We've paid as much as 80 or 90 bucks for a qualified lead depending, but that's a transient thing. Um, but you know, before we got Michael firing on all cylinders, we were paying about 45 bucks a lead. He got us down to maybe 30, 35 across all spectrums. And then maybe certain channels were pushing 20, 25. Um, and right now our best Facebook campaigns, um, you know, maybe get us under 20 when, when we do really well as an individual campaign without consideration of loft and everything else we do, we took almost all push advertising off of the table, reduced our marketing budget. We're only playing catch Google 
pay-per-click, that kind of thing. Um, and now our qualified leads are like 13 bucks a piece. So we are stronger. We're better. We're faster. We didn't lose a single developer. Like everything is just firing on all cylinders. Um, and, and everyone has risen to the challenge within the company. So I think that's a huge testament of who we are and, and, you know, what we've built together. Um, we're going to, we're much better because of it. And it wasn't an accident. We all worked to make that true. And we did a lot of the groundwork far before any of this stuff started happening. So it's a good testimony for, um, an example obviously we're a virtual business so you can't like i get it you know especially if you're mad at me right now yeah joe we're talking about office cubicle like i get it i get it but at the same time it's another good example of you know some of the things that we've done to really tighten things up also no as a client we're not going anywhere we don't have masters we don't have vc people to try to beg money from because we're not making a profit i mean some of our competitors still weren't making and meet necessarily without that extra runway from uh, VC funds um, on top of, you know, all kinds of other fun things like lawsuits and you know, playing games and paying, paying big wigs to be on their podcast, like all kinds of fun stuff. <laughs> but it's, um, it's an interesting time that we live in and, uh, and you can either grab it or you can just, ignore it and use it to play video games and watch old football <laughs> reruns <laughs> or uh you know you can bust ass and change some stuff around make some stuff happen that'd be fair joe if you're a patriots fan you probably need to watch some reruns right now because otherwise pretty rough off season so you know what <laughs> all those sports jokes are lost on me man <laughs> It's okay. I got it, Adam. Okay. Anyone, anyone, anyone who's a Patriots fan will, will get it. So that's fine. I'm not a Patriots fan, by the way. Bronco fan. Yeah. No, it's important. Uh, How does that work with the dichotomy of David being a Denver fan? I don't know. Oh yeah. No. Isn't don't don't look you guys like hate each other like Denver. So pretty much everyone hates the Patriots who's not a Patriots fan, but we're yeah, we don't need to dive into that too much. But <laughs> let's so. talk about the analysis of uh, the political environment of uh fantasy and real football. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I'll pass. <laughs> so to finish this up, um Hard. we'll uh, we'll jump into some smug stuff here. Um Michael threw together a few posts here. So first thing is just kind of driving attention to features. We do this from time to time. Anytime something comes up in Smug, if they're not aware of a feature set, um, again, we were looking to improve this. That's part of why we did 6.5 the way that we did, so that when a new feature comes out, you guys have it front and center to go use it. Um, but Kurt was asking about uh, being able to text a client on the way to the job. Um, or text an invoice or a view link or so on. And uh, you would just kind of reply to them like, hey, we have these features. And so they already exist. Um, it's just kind of being aware that, yes, you can send one-way you know, text messages right out of the gate. And you can also expand on that with a Twilio integration of your own, set up your own pipeline. You can literally receive replies and everything through Service Monster. So anyone who's not aware that, you know, that's there. And, and Him and I talked at length. Um, 
on Messenger this morning and this afternoon uh, because they had some weird stuff going on there. All of their mobile numbers are marked do not call. And it's because they have a weird mobile label. It says like, says mobile phone instead of mobile. And it's not triggering. Yeah, something's weird. And so, yeah, David's going to have to flip a switch for them or something. But, and it was working weird on the UI. So he was running into issues on top of being unaware that the feature was present. Um, And then templates. Are we templating SMS for new clients now? Do we have any? SMS templates? We do have SMS templates there, um, okay. but it's not in the, the staging process. It's not pulling that through yet. Um, it's been kind of on David's back burner for a while. So gotcha. maybe it's time to, time to implement that. But there are yeah. templates there. Yeah, because, you know, if we really want to give them a genuine out of the box, I want them to be able to download the product, put in a client, tap a button, and have them send them a text templated ready to go okay anyway yeah (laughs) here we are doing project (laughs) management (laughs) under the sausage factory go make a tracker adam all right sorry so the the next part in our factory here um i don't i don't know if they pronounce it amil emily um is there a feature in sm to track the status of an area rug pickup um like if you picked it up cleaned ready oh, to drop this is your, one of your favorite hacks yeah that's so why i put it in here because i, I knew adam know, I, know. About it. I saw that and he's i was like he's just, just for you just he's baiting him yeah. Uh, yeah no the the two things i wanted to, to kind of showcase that you can use our opportunity board you can kind of hack it to turn it into just project management for something like your internal rug shop um there's a video that shows you how to do so We'll link it here on, on the podcast and so on. But there's also going to be improvements to that that'll be coming down somewhere down the pipeline this year. Uh, we don't have a set date on it yet. So I know a couple of you, I know Alan Falls is really looking forward to that. Um, but uh, there's going to be improvements to this. So if it's something that you guys are heavily just salivating over, I kind of want to just draw attention to that and get feedback from them and see if we have other rug cleaners who, you know, if the hack will work or if they're, you know, need to bump anything up priority wise. So love having that in there. Yep. We have started work on a, um, just an overall better project management system for order management and, and, uh, service item management, but we're in our infancy, but we're out of the whiteboard stage and there was code actually being written and then rerouted, but we're, we're working on it. Uh, we're working on an actual solution that'll take out the hack, but the hack's pretty damn good. And it gives you, um, it gives us some clear indication of what we need in order to make that rug portion really work well. The, they also asked in a separate uh, post, which, gosh, we're, gonna, we're just going to turn this into a product meeting, I guess. But um, there's a big question about Stripe or Authorize.net and credit card integration and utilizing Storage. it for... Basically, like a deposit or just a storage, store the number overall. Yeah, we need to put this in. Um, so it doesn't exist. It'll store, it can store it if you have set up your merchant services to store it. Um, there's some hoops you might have to jump through on your end. <clears throat> but we do utilize that. Service Muster can use it. We stash a token so that we can run charges later and so forth. Um, I'm going to be leaning on 
getting this done sooner rather than later, the ability to just enter in a credit card so that you can store it so that you can run charges later, which will close this gap for her. Um, so what I'm hoping or him <laughs> now that you got me questioning the name, cause I just, I didn't even dive into, sorry, individual on smog. We love you. Um, <laughs> uh, so it stores it with the merchant so that it doesn't store it on our servers. So we can't be, I mean, we wouldn't be hacked anyways. We know how to store things correctly, but there's all kinds of hoops you have to jump through to be PCI compliant. And it's easy for us to just to move that burden of responsibility off to the merchants who then store your credit card information correctly. They hand us a token or a key for that individual um credit card and so if we want to run a charge for that client in the future we just have to service monsters has to hand off the key so um, it's not difficult on our end it shifts the responsibility to merchants who have full responsibility over pci compliance it makes you pci compliant which is really important because if we weren't pci compliant then as a business you are not pci compliant um so when commercial accounts ask you that kind of information i don't know dear cotton headlights if all of your systems are PCI compliant and service monster being, you know, next to your financial system, the most important um, data system that you're going to have, then yes, you can say, yes, my provider does PCI compliance because we ship it to Stripe or we ship it to Bank of America or we use authorize because they have a storage mechanism there as well. So, um, and that'll be true as we move into other, products and i certainly want that pushed forward because i really want to finish contracts which is not yet done because it doesn't auto charge right so as soon as it auto charges when we can run service monster corporate out of service monster for subscription charges then that portion will be done that's kind of how i look at that so it's very much like setting up our own uh your own reoccurring payments for your clients and then just having that run, which I am a big fan of. As you might tell, I built the whole business around it. One of the things to note too, until that change goes through, um, I think it was Renee, but someone jumped in and said that they do this. And what they do is they do just a $1 charge to verify that the card works. And so just kind of find some sort of, if, you, if it's important to you, um, if you're taking a deposit, obviously you can just take, you know, hundred dollar charge and put it on there as a deposit. But if you just want to kind of say, Hey, we just want to double check and make sure that the card is actually Goes through. You know, yeah. Yeah. And you can be a reverse a number, transpose something, you know? Yep. Yeah, obviously. So I, and that was one thing I thought of. I'm glad she jumped in is, you know, you could run a low dollar charge because you don't know later when you do the work and then try to run the charge after the fact, then you got to go chase them down, which if your company's built for collections, cool you know how to go chase people down a lot of people don't um and and so if you've missed that opportunity to actually collect the payment and you got the wrong info then it's going to be difficult not impossible but difficult to go figure out and get them to actually pay their bill absolutely so i'm hoping um we can make that like kind of a, a they do address verification services as part of the storage of the credit card, I would imagine. But Adam, let's make sure that that's on our tracker. So we either know the yeah. answer or we force the issue. Yeah. A little more sausage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Um, lastly, this one I'll, I'll be able to hand off to Michael and you to discuss at length because there was also generated tons of feedback and, and discussion about SMTP um, so, and just email, uh, email information again. going to spam. I don't and, know how much length we've got left to do <laughs> at length. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I was I put it in there just to mention. We don't need to necessarily go into it. Um, you know, we have discussed it a lot. But I was just going to say, like, the reason I wanted to talk, have this one be brought up, um, just about SMTP issues is, you know, we we for so long have pushed people, you know, get, get set up your own SMTP, but we got a lot of feedback. What is in SMTP, the, Michael? I don't remember what it stands for. Is it um, simple mail transfer protocol or something? Pretty good. Yeah, that's it. Uh, yeah, they don't care about that. What is it for yeah. them? Oh, I thought you were asking what it meant. Um, it's how it's basically how you're sending out your emails, like the like the server that you're sending your your emails through. So like we have one built in that you guys can use in Service Monster, um, but for if you all are using it. Yeah, for now, <laughs> key for now. Um, it, it's it's a mess if lots of different companies are sending through the same um, to the same SMTP service that we have set up for you guys. So um, we encourage everyone to set up their own SMTP. However, however, in the uh, comments there, we were seeing a lot of people having issues with their own um, SMTP, which is odd. But um, there's there's so much that goes into email deliverability. So. I have a really long post from SendGrid um, that I'm going to link in here. It's just kind of why I wanted to bring it up because I wanted to be able to um, link it. It's their, what do they call it? Their 2020 email deliverability guide. So it's pretty new. It has a ton of great um, value in there. It's it's pretty hefty. Uh, it's, it's pretty long. I haven't read the whole thing. But I think there's a lot in there that people could, um, if, if you're having issues with SMTP, with their emails getting to people's junk and spam folders. I mean, that's not good. Um, so I, I might start trying to figure out a little more of what's going on here too from a marketing side and try to have some more value content um, regarding this because this is a pretty important thing for a lot of businesses. And if and if we're having a lot of our, our people having issues with this and, you know, the SMTP side of things is not really our, like, like if you set up your own SMTP, it's, it's out of our hands. It's... It's we, but I, but we still want to help you guys with it and be able to provide some value if you're, if you're struggling. Um, At the end of the day, we want your email to be delivered, so yeah. we're going to help you through that process we want as you to much be successful yeah. as can. But the, but the fact that it's not being delivered, if you're using your own SMTP services, there's nothing we can do about that. That's just the pipeline, um, and if you'll have to work with that. And if you are using our pipeline, two things to note. Number one is you're in the same pool as all the other kitties. And some of them are pissing in the pool and we don't know about it in, right away. And so the entire pool uh, gets a black check mark put on it by Google. And so we got to go clean that up once in a while and then clean up the pool and then just because there's so many damn kids in the pool, eventually someone's going to piss in the pool again. And so that's generally <laughs> how, how that works. Now, what we are going to do is we're going to create another pool and we're going to limit non-marketing messaging through it. And we're going to take away a service monster supported SMTP service for mass email. Because I don't want to deal with your piss. <laughs> sorry it's the best analogy i got right now <laughs> but it works because 
I want you to go find and pay for your own pool and you can worry about cleaning it up on your own. And there are things you can do like domain registration and what DMIK, like there's a handful of acronyms that have to do with verification and hooking things up and making sure that servers can communicate with your, and then they know you are you and nobody's spoofing. And so if you've all, if all you've done is push the button that says send email and you don't know what the hell I'm talking about, you're going to have crappy deliverability. That's it. That's the arc. If you know what I'm talking about, then you've probably already had clappery deliverability and had to go figure this out. Um, and if you haven't figured this out and you don't know what I'm talking about, it's time to get educated. Uh, and it's time to think about it. I will be taking away mass emailing as a default SMTP service out of service monster eventually. When is it going to happen? I don't know. And you'll get all kinds of fair warnings and we'll tell you ahead of time and it'll be in app and we'll give you all the value content and we'll suggest a couple of vendors to, to go to and so on. Um, but that's the way that, that that's going to be shaping out over the next year, I would say. Yep. Yeah. I think the one thing that I would add on to that is because a lot of times when this happens, people, you know, they want to blame either, you know, the CRM, they want to blame you know, Gmail, they want to blame Outlook, they want to blame you know, whoever they're using for their service. And it's kind of a weird struggle, what I feel like with, with email clients is because they want to provide a quality service for those who are sending out email. They also want to provide a quality service for those who are receiving email. And so they're kind of like, you know, opposing things there. And so if you're not taking care of what the heck you're sending out, then just think about your experience as, you know, in your inbox, if you're inundated with random marketing emails that you feel like, oh, I hate that. Why are they sending this to me? Like unsubscribe, unsubscribe. I hate this. Well, I think about that that can be happening to your your clients as well. So I mean, you know, in the way you do your messaging, how frequently you send things out, what pipeline you're using, and you know, marketing ruins everything. I should say marketers ruin everything. Um, and so they figure out ways around things, they figure out ways to scrape and game the system to really figure out how to get into that inbox all of the hard setup things like you know dkim all you know the setting up your domain registration and making sure you own the dot com like going through those hoops help weed out the bad actors who are just using it to try to game the system to get in the inbox so if you think about it like that, and if you haven't done those things with your email pipeline, then you to Google look like potentially you could be a bad actor. And then when you start throwing in marketing keywords and, and even though if you're sending an invoice and if you're sending it on a pipeline that other people have done bad things on and Google doesn't know the difference between you and that other carpet cleaning company in Nebraska who spamming their, you know, the list that they're scraping off Gmail. Um, then, you know, then, then they're going to say, eh, we don't, we don't have, we have trust issues with you. You're going in the spam folder. So, yeah. 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 Well, I think that'll be a good content for Michael to get out there. So, yeah. Awesome. I'll, I'll make sure to post that, that link in the, uh, description of the YouTube video once this is out. Nice. To send good. So yeah. otherwise that's, that's all I got for you, Joe. Awesome. And with that, thank you so much for your attention. We hope we've brought you some value today, give you a peek behind the curtain, lay out some of our releases and give you some insights into what we're going through here in the 
new Corona sphere. So until next time, be safe. Take care. Take care. Bye.